I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Three Bonus Points Podcast with George Osborne and Ryan Keane. Hello and welcome to the Three Bonus Points Podcast, a fantasy football podcast that has stuttered into the 2017-18 Premier League season after an all-guns-blazing start. Um, my name is Ryan Keeney, I only scored 22 in Game Week 2 and he is George Osborne and he only scored 40. Now normally, this is the point where George would say hello everyone and we would get down to banter. Um, but unfortunately due to uh, broadband in rural England not being as advertised and George having the sort of job where he gets to go and play video games in Germany for three days um, logistics and timing and technology have gotten our way um, so we're going to split the show this week you're going to get me for all of two or three minutes to kick us off um, warn you what's coming up and then uh, it's hand over to uh, the expert really um, the guy who, who knows what he's talking about when it comes to fantasy football and he'll guide you through the weekend with some tips um, some talking points about the, the main fixtures and he's going to answer three questions of mine to help me out basically as we go along um, as I mentioned I only managed to blag 22 points as things went badly um, Gabriel Jesus who I captained for a second week in a row I was taken off at half time my vice captain was Mohamed Salah who didn't even start uh, Kevin De Bruyne failed to fire Cal Walker got injured Southampton conceded goals Brighton weren't the defensive team that I thought they would be against Leicester conceding within a minute. Uh, ultimately, um, I stuttered 22 points. It didn't help that Wayne Hennessy was still on the bench. Um, so my first question, George, um, which I'm wondering about, is should I stick with those three Man City players? So what, I know Walker is suspended and I'm pondering taking him out, but is it time for me to say goodbye to Jesus and De Bruyne, who have not fired in the first couple of weeks of the season? Um, one player that, that has done okay over the couple of weeks is Romelu Lukaku who scored goals and can't really ask for much more um, looking ahead with Manchester United being the, the form team in the league admittedly they've played two poor teams to begin with but Paul Pogba Henrik Mkhitaryan and Romelu Lukaku do we think there is a way to get all three into a functioning team a side that you know wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be detrimental to, to waste all the money on, on those three United players who as proven in the, the first few weeks are, are 
critical to Manchester United and will be critical to Manchester United season. Um, and finally, those uh, bottom five teams in the, the league at the minute. All right, it's only two games in. It's very, very early. And if anything, we shouldn't be looking at the table. But Bournemouth, Newcastle, Brighton, Crystal Palace and West Ham or without any points. Is there anybody in those sides, from what you've seen, that might be a, a sleeper pick, that might be have the potential to start picking up points when others will be abandoning them, that will be looking elsewhere, looking higher up the table? Um, Hennessy obviously scored nine points last week against Liverpool. Uh, was on my bench, but, but did very well for others. So is there anybody there that you think could kind of do the job? Um, I also, a fourth question, I know I only said three, um, Huddersfield, are we allowed to buy into the hype now? They face Southampton. Are we all going to? Should we all be bringing Aaron Moy into the side and his set big expertise? Good luck, George. Thanks for the kind intro there, Ryan. It feels a bit like I'm doing the fantasy football equivalent of one of the reflectures where I'm going to get the chance to sit down and talk to you about something of academic importance and what could be more possibly important than your game week three sides. I know that we didn't have the best of weeks last time out. But it's really important to remember that it's still early days in the season. You're going to see your position fluctuate a lot. You're going to see your points total probably fluctuate a fair bit. And I mean, we've still not even seen all of the teams entirely settled down. But with this being the final episode that we're going to be having before an international break, I think it will hopefully everything will start to take a little more shape once we've all returned from international football. But turning to answer your questions there, Ryan, I think you managed to lay out four in the end. You told me it was going to be free, but you snuck one in, so fair enough. The first one was about Bournemouth versus Man City, and in particular it was about what should you do with Kyle Walker, Kevin De Bruyne and Gabriel Jesus. Now, Walker, he was sent off on Monday in fairly controversial circumstances, um, and he's obviously become one of the most transferred players this week, principally because of his 6.5 million price tag. Now, I know he's only going to be missing a game, but with prices in FPL this year being pretty high, I think it's really, really difficult to justify keeping any high-value player this season who is not going to be playing week in, week out. So I think the question is, where do you look for additional value? You can look towards Manchester City teammates. I know a number of people have gone for Otamendi and John Stones. I think they're actually probably both pretty good bets. And I think um, Everton scoring against City, it's probably going to be more against the norm uh, for City to be conceding too many. But there are options at other sides as well. Spurs have been creating a lot of chances out from the wide area so far at the beginning of this season, which means that they're attacking fullbacks. Are good options. Trippier is on his way back. I think, in fact, he might well be back already. Ben Davis is also another one who's in demand. He's at 5.6 million and looks like he's good value. And then the Manchester United defenders. We'll return, obviously, to a bigger chat about Manchester United soon. But Phil Jones, relatively underowned and only costing 5 million. I think there's potentially quite a bit of value to be gained by taking Walker out of your side. Kevin De Bruyne and Gabriel Jesus, it's a little more difficult to say. De Bruyne, he narrowly missed out on a bonus last week, which was quite unlucky. And I think we discussed this in relatively large amounts of detail in game week two, that uh, De Bruyne and Jesus had a goal ruled out for offside, which would have meant an assist for the Belgian and a goal for the Brazilian. But I mean, what I think is pretty likely to happen is they are likely to return soon. De Bruyne averaged over an assist every other game in fantasy football last season. um, And Jesus was hitting just a little bit under a goal a game um, since he signed for Manchester City so and particularly actually sorry and since he signed for City in January last year so Bournemouth is probably quite a solid place to start they've looked a little bit shaky into the season they've not scored and they've conceded so 
do you get rid of them? The question is, is whether you believe they're going to definitely return. I think there's a possible chance they will, but I think actually Sergio Aguero might be better placed out of the Manchester City strikes to return. I'll come back to him in a bit later when we're doing our captain's choices, but he scored in seven uh, away games in a row now, which means that he's only two away from breaking Robin Van Persie's record. So I think that he may well be a better option than Hazus. But even if they were to potentially record there, there are other options out in the market that you maybe wanted to consider. Sadio Mane comes in cheaper at Kevin De Bruyne at 9.6 million, but he's already got two in two. We've obviously got Mkhitaryan and Pogba to consider, and we'll be talking about them in a little bit more detail. And then in terms of forward options for Hazus, his price tag's dropped to 10.4 million after a low of sales so if you're not selling him soon you're going to miss out on the chance to essentially get a bit of extra money when you're transferring in someone like Roberto Firmino who's looking good value at 8.5 million Javier Hernandez Chicharito who got himself two goals last time out against Southampton and you've even got Rooney who's managed to get himself a couple since he signed for evidence Everton evidence Everton and I was going to say it was evident that you've got to make a choice about them soon because their price tag is pretty hefty in terms of what I did I've kept Kevin De Bruyne for one last week um, and in fact, I took out Salah for Ericsson after he betrayed me so terribly last week. Um, but I have definitely taken Walker out and I've replaced him with the Spurs man, Ben Davis. Um, in fact, I bought in two Spurs players because they've got a very nice run of fixtures and probably have the easiest run in the next five out of any side. So that's what I've chosen to do. But I can understand if you're having a little bit of a tough time working out where to put people. Now, next point, Manchester United. Do you go for the trio? Do you go for Lukaku, Pogba and Mkhitaryan as a free? Now, it's pretty tempting for a couple of reasons. The first one is, I think that Lukaku has reached that point where not owning him is madness. Um, he, 11.7 million, all right, he is pretty expensive, but he's got three goals and his ownership is now above 57%. He's pushing on towards being one of the most owned fancy football players ever. So it's getting to that point where not having him is a risk. And then there's the other two. So Pogba's been charging his way up the most owned midfielder rankings. I think he's now got 33% ownership. While Mkhitaryan's up to about a 17% ownership after being under 10%, I think, on the opening weekend of the season. That They've got there for a number of reasons. Mkhitaryan, he's got himself four assists. And Pogba has managed to get himself two goals and two fantasy assists. I think he's only actually got one assist in the league itself. But you get assists slightly more easily in fantasy football to keep the points going. But on the flip side, Mkhitaryan bonus in both matches, whereas Pogba has only done so in one. So at the moment, it's 23 to Pogba, 21 to Mkhitaryan. And the temptation is, is that because they're both retailing at the 8.2 million mark, and that makes them actually quite competitively priced within the market, that you could go for all three. However, I think that that would be a mistake. It's not because I don't think they're actually all going to um, stop returning. I think they're all going to keep on returning, especially against lower league sides or, or sides within the lower elements of the Premier League because, quite frankly, Manchester United look like they're primed to overrun those sides. But there's a couple of things that I'm concerned about. I mean, first of all, obviously, you're putting a lot of eggs in a single basket, so there is always that potential problem. The second big problem, though, you've got to worry about is the fact that... Um, ultimately you're missing out on 
the option to go for a centre-back as well, or to go for even De Gea as a goalkeeper. I think De Gea might be a, a touch overpriced, but they've got two clean sheets now. Eric Bailly looks well-priced. Phil Jones actually looks like a really good option. So I think that's very much the case there. And then obviously, if you are racking up your midfield with two Manchester United options, you, you're slightly diminishing your opportunity to pick from other sides as well. You know, there are players like William, who I think could offer real value to managers this season, and who's sort of struggling a little bit in the Chelsea side at the moment, but only because of the way that Chelsea are having their own little problems at the start of this season and up and down and a little bit all over the place. But you don't want to be signing too many of these guys just in case you want to have a slightly different option so that you're not so reliant upon a single source. So what should you do? Um, If you've got essentially a a dilemma about this, what I would say is that if you have one of Mkhitaryan or Pogba, um, I think you should be looking to have one of them alongside Lukaku. If you've, you're a bit like me and you've already got, say, Mkhitaryan or you're someone else who's already got Pogba, I'd stick with them. I wouldn't be looking to particularly swap them round. But if I was going to recommend someone, I'm still tipping Mkhitaryan ever so slightly over Pogba. There's a few reasons for that. The first one is the fact that Mkhitaryan, I think, is picking up bonuses a little more consistently. The second one is that Pogba's position still remains a little bit deeper, which means that in the longer term, I think his returns will be slightly down. And the third one is that Pogba, I think, is much more likely to be asked to rein himself in a little bit in key matches, um, simply because... Obviously, they're going to need to have a little bit more solidity in the middle of the park. So I think Mkhitaryan might offer that greater creative option. But I think it's a, it's a very narrow choice between the two of them. So I think whichever way you go, I think you're going to be pretty well set. Now, the bottom five. Um, it's difficult to see too much potential in the bottom five at this moment in time. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, you know, obviously, you've got quite a few teams in there who haven't even managed to hit the back of the net. Um, you know, Brighton haven't scored. Newcastle haven't scored, Palace haven't scored, Um, West Ham have scored but have been completely all over the place and and Bournemouth also haven't scored. So I think if you are looking for any value across those teams, the main thing to look for is goalkeepers. Uh, We've already mentioned Hennessy's bumper points total, that's because he made 12 saves last week at Liverpool which blagged him four save points and even though he didn't get a clean sheet that set him up really nicely for bonus points um, Begovic I think also picked up a save point last week um, and then if you look at Newcastle Elliot in goal is the only active uh, low-cost keeper who's under 4.5 million I think he's still 4 million at the moment so you may well be looking towards one of those as a way of saving money and as a way of getting the occasional save point but in terms of the other options, uh, at the moment, it's really not looking very strong across those teams at all. Um, Palace, you know, the number of saves that Hennessy had to make is certainly a worry. Um, I think the Ruben Loftus-Cheek train that a lot of people got on because he was an incredibly low-cost midfielder who isn't departing. Zaha is injured. Benteke is not receiving the kind of service that he would probably be looking for. You know, he'd be looking for more, far more balls coming in from wide areas rather than receiving passes. So there's a problem there. Bournemouth haven't clicked into gear yet. Um, I think they've looked a little bit disjointed. Um, You certainly can't rule out King and Defoe. Um, You know, they both scored really well last season. Defoe's having a slow start due to injury and King had a slow start last season anyway before he started hitting the back of the net. So I would think that Bournemouth may well come good in those kinds of options, but they've got quite a tough running coming up. So they're not necessarily going to be defending that effectively. Newcastle, they just look really worrying. Richie and Atsu haven't done anything. Their strikers haven't done anything. And the defenders, well, it just doesn't look as if they're looking like they're going to be keeping many clean sheets. It looks like Elliot could be quite busy this season. Brighton, I think I've got very similar concerns. And I think until any of the teams that haven't hit the back of the net have hit the back of the net, I would generally be cautious about bringing them in. I'm not sure there's that much value 
to be found quite yet. But West Ham are probably the most interesting. Defensively, again, they look shambolic. Um, it's hard not to say otherwise. But they do have a threat going forwards. Um, in their last, obviously, in the first game uh, of the season, it wasn't really developed. But in the second game, even down to ten men, Chicharito scored two very nicely taken goals. Um, both of them quite poachery which I think bodes well because I think that suggests he could be... I think he's got the sort of profile to be kind of like the foe of last season uh, for this season in which um, a haul of, you know, I think 15 to 20 is, is certainly possible with that kind of finishing ability. But I also think that Mikel Antonio um, has real potential. He's one to watch, I think. He's owned by under percent, under a single percent of managers due to the fact that he started the season injured. But in his first 60 minutes for the Hammers this season he got a great he he had a great shot on target saved by Forster that went into the path of Chicharito so we got the assist for that he also played one I think particularly fantastic through ball which was really unlucky that it wasn't turned into a goal so I think the fact that he's back that he's looking quite dangerous and that he nearly got double figures in both goals and an FPL assist last season nine and eight respectively they could be valuable at 7.5 million provided he stays fit then in terms of a team who probably should be featuring towards the lower end of the table but are actually right at the top, Huddersfield, should we be believing the hype? Well, I think there's really no harm in trying out a bit of the Huddersfield hype. The two clean sheets that they kept so far, I don't really know how many more they're going to keep. I think if any team, lower league team keeps about or lower part of the Premier League side if one of those kinds of teams keeps anything around 10 clean sheets over the season, they're pretty happy. So there's the danger that they've exhausted it, but considering how cheap Lossell and other defenders like Zankara, I, I think there's really no harm in trying that. Mounier, I think we've spoken before, I'm a fan, not going to go into too much detail on that. He scored ready this season a couple. Um, he's nicely priced, um, which is great. And as for Aaron Moy, um, he's up to 5.6 million now this season because of transfers in, but he's already got himself a goal and an assist in the first two fixtures of the season. So I'd say he definitely is one to be watching out for but I think you've got to get in on him quick if you think he's going to be producing you know really good performances in the coming weeks um, his ownership he was under 60k at the start of the game it hits about 140k in game week two and I think the current count was putting his increase by about another 220 230,000 so he's going towards the 400k ownership mark which in fancy football terms means he's he's cruising towards 10% ownership so he's becoming pretty widely owned so I think if you do want to get in on value for him get in soon and then just to round off my incredibly long monologue I thought I'd just finish off with a few captain choices um, I mentioned Sergio Aguero um, I think his run of away goals is really promising and I think with a good record inside that's going to be motivating him against defensively shoddy Bournemouth side Romelu Lukaku Leicester are a much better team this season and Manchester United are going to find things a little more difficult than they did last time out but they did still score four against them last time and having scored four in their first two I think it's very hard to back against Lukaku as a home goal scorer uh, Sadio Mane Liverpool scored 10 goals in their last three appearances against Arsenal so I think that Mane considering he's got back-to-back -back goals in the, in the Premier League this season already they're looking very promising and for an outsider's pick I'd suggest going for Chicharito yes he's quite widely owned but I don't think he would necessarily be that widely captained West Ham are away at Newcastle and with Newcastle struggling there could be the opportunity there for some goals Lovely stuff. Thanks, George. Um, now, before you go, just a quick reminder of our competition. Um, Ockley Books, a Yorkshire-based sports book publisher, have given us three prizes to give away in our mini-league. Um, we're going to run it for the first seven game weeks of the season, so there's still time for you to get in and catch up. Um, shout out to Matt Vale, who followed up his 108 points in game week one 
with a pretty solid 44 game week two to retain top spot. Um, although there are a few breathing down his neck um, to get there. Um, all you've got to do is, is join our mini league on the Fantasy Premier League website, which is uh, the code and everything's on our social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the username 3 bonus points. That's the number 3 bonus PTS. If you want to get in touch with the show, please feel free to email us. That is show at 3 bonuspoints.com um, with queries, questions, or suggestions. Until next week, when I promise you all normal service will have been resumed, take care and goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.